two, I would like us to be very, very, very attentive. Amen. 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 Come, let's open to the book of Genesis chapter 2, the verse 6 to the, the verse 16 to the verse 17. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 to the verse 17. I'm teaching on who God is, part 2 or episode 2. Genesis chapter 2, the verse 16 to the verse 17. Alright, can you read for me? Uh-huh. But the Lord God warned you, mm-hmm. you may really eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, uh-huh. except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Alright, so people say that, and the Lord appeared unto man and gave man a commandment, one commandment, and told him that everything in the garden was made for you, man. However, as much as everything was made for you, for you to be able to partake of, um, there is only one particular one that you must not partake of, and that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of the knowledge of blessing and calamity. Hallelujah. Amen. So this was the tree of God to man. And so you can partake of everything. And there is this one thing that you should not partake of. The Bible says that in the book of Genesis chapter 3, the verse 1, that, this, that Satan came. And when Satan came, Satan gave man a different doctrine. This doctrine that Satan gave man was contrary to the doctrine that God gave man. Do you hear? So Satan came and Satan gave a doctrine unto man. And we see in the book of um, uh, Genesis chapter 3, the verse 6, that, and Satan told man that do not listen to God, but eat of the fruit, and you will not die. But it's a message that God gave man, that when you partake of this fruit, you shall die. And then Satan appeared in the chapter 3, the verse 1, that do not mind this man, quote, man. Do not mind him, for he is lying to you, for when you partake of this fruit, you shall surely not die. Are, we, are you with me? Okay, the Bible says that in the verse 6 of the chapter 3, uh, man ate of the fruit. Man ate of the fruit. Man partook of the fruit. The Bible says that the fruit was desirable to look upon. And as they partook of the fruit, the Bible says that and the fruit was sweet and pleasant for them. Are you here? The fruit was sweet and pleasant for them. So as they, take, as they took the fruit and they were eating, it was very desirable so they were eating them all but the more they were eating they realized that they were dying hallelujah Amen. how were they dying how was man dying when they took of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil or of the knowledge of blessing and calamity i will speak of the fact that adam and eve began losing the nature of god that was embedded in them and suddenly they were conforming to the nature of satan or the, the nature of mere men are, are you with me here yes, or are you with me Okay, so Adam and Eve suddenly began losing the nature of, of, of God and suddenly they were conforming to the nature of Satan. How were they doing that? The Bible says in the verse 9 of the uh, Genesis chapter 3 that and when God came onto the scene, Bible says that Adam had a sound in the garden and he said, When he heard a sound, the sound was walking in the garden. And Adam said, And God asked Adam, Where are you? And Adam said, Lord, I heard a sound walking in the garden. And as I heard this sound, suddenly I hid myself. Um, and I was afraid. Why? Because I was naked. Hear this. He said, I hid myself. Why? Because I was naked and I'm afraid. So I hid myself. And God said, Who told you that you were naked? And see what Adam did. But was that Adam said that, Is it not this woman that you gave me that enabled me to partake of this fruit? And I ate the fruit. And suddenly I realized that I could now see different. So 
suddenly Adam began seeing differently from God. And you see, what I want you to understand is that when Adam partook of this fruit, he lost the nature of God and he began conforming to the nature of Satan. How did it happen? Bible calls Satan the accuser of the brethren. Are we here? Oh, come on, are we here? Bible calls Satan the accuser of the brethren. So when Adam and Eve partook of this fruit, Bible says that, and then when God asked them, Where are you? He said, I hate myself, for I was afraid, and because I was naked. And then he began saying that, Is it not this woman that you gave unto me? Adam could have felt remorseful and would have said sorry and would have repented and changed his ways. But what did Adam do? Adam began accusing God. You see, you can say you have repented, but repentance is not only when you are remorseful. Repentance is when you are remorseful, but you change your ways. Are we here? So if you say you are sorry, it's not enough. You must change your ways. That is when we know you have changed. So when Adam was remorseful about his action, he did not change his ways. But what he did was to walk in the way of Satan, of not repenting, but to be accused. Then Satan began accusing God. But is it not this woman that you gave me? And this is what Satan would do. So suddenly, Adam began moving in the nature of Satan and began accusing God instead of being feeling sorry and repent. Are we here? And now this is what false doctrine does to you. This is what unsound doctrine does to you. When you begin to hear doctrines that are from the pit of hell, as Bible puts it in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4, but in the last days men shall preach unto you doctrines from demons, and then they shall have itching ears that they will hear doctrines of demons. Are you here? So now, when people begin to preach these doctrines of demons to you, it is too good to be true. So then it becomes so sweet to you that as you listen, it becomes pleasant. It is desirable to look upon. So when you begin to partake of this evil doctrine, you begin to conform to the nature of Satan instead of conforming to the nature of God. So, instead of you begin to appreciate whatever God does in church, you begin to criticize everything that happens in church. You begin to criticize the pastor's action. You begin to criticize the, your, your friend's actions, your, your, your member's action. So, instead of you beginning to appreciate the things that God has done in the church, you are rather accusing. You are complaining every time. Because what? You are conforming to the nature of Satan by listening to the wrong doctrines. And then there are doctrines in there in the world where we hear people say that Adam had two wives. We have doctrines in there where we hear that God has a wife. And people begin to give the name of God's wife. There are doctrines in there that say that Jesus has ma- Jesus married and Jesus had other biological brothers. There are doctrines out there. There are many doctrines out there. I've read several articles even about uh, Adam having two wives. Simply because of a scripture they did not have clear understanding of. Because they did not read it in the content of the scripture. Are you with me? And, but I thank God you are in I am ministry. Amen. Oh, come on. Because as much as you are in I am ministry, we are not only unveiling the you in you. We are teaching you sound doctrine that will make you conform to the nature of God. So you not only act like men, but you act like God. Oh, do I have gods in this house? Yes. Do I have gods in this house? Yes. <laughs> Some people are beginning to ask a question in their mind. How am I a God? Am I not a man? Amen. So, one of the things I want you to notice is that this place we teach sound doctrine. And this sound doctrines are to conform you to the nature of God. So, you must be careful of the churches you attend. One, you must be careful of the programs she go to. Two, number three, you must be careful of the men of God you listen to. This is key. You must be careful of the, what the men of God you listen to. Even especially on social media. Hmm? There are so many men of God now.
now out there on social media and you must be careful of what or who you listen to because many of them are having doctrines which are from the pit of hell regardless of the fact that they are speaking good english so anytime you hear anyone teach any word give any uh, 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 short message in any way verify from the scripture hmm? verify from the scripture the other day again i heard a man say that we are the i am because god is i am it is called harass it is an abomination There are the aspect where man, the, in, the communicative aspect of God and the incommunicative aspect of God. What I mean by that is that there is an attribute of God that we share with God, but there is an attribute of God that we will not share with God. You can never be a I am. Mm. So don't, 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 don't get it wrong. Like that because God says we are heirs of God, automatically because God is I am, you are also I am. It's heresy. People might be preaching these things out of uh, enthusiasm, but what they do not know is that they are hearing away from the true doctrine. So you must be concerned about the doctrine you listen to. Are we here? Sure. Are we here? Because if you are not concerned about the doctrine you listen to, there are many things that will come up about angels. There are many things that will come up about God. But as to if you are going to believe it or not, it's dependent on how rooted you are on sound doctrine. Are we here? They do not be blown away by any wind of doctrine. So there are doctrines on them, but do not be blown by any of them. But be blown by sound doctrine. Now let's go to them who God is. Who is God? I'm going to be speaking on two major things about who God is. Because of time, let only two major ones. Number one, God is a person. Or the personality of God. Number one, God is a person. Of the personality of God. God is a person. Please again, please have your questions down if you have any questions for me. So God is a person, number one. God is a person. Or the personality of God. Make sure you are writing down something. God is a person. I want to teach, so please, as the teaching is going on, don't keep it to your mind and go home with it. Jot it down. Let's answer the questions here. Alright? Okay, so God is a person. How is God a person? First of all, let's look at the book of first um, the book of Samuel chapter 1, verse 7, the verse 5. Let's read it. First Samuel, uh, I said first Samuel, sorry. Psalm, the book of Psalm. The book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 1, verse 7, the verse 5. It talks about how God is infinite, the infinity of God. Or infinity of God. Psalm 147 verse 5. How great is our Lord? How great is our Lord? His power is absolute. His power is what? Absolute. It means that it is uncomparable. It is it, 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 absolute. Okay, move on. His understanding is beyond comprehension. His understanding is what? Beyond. So I told you last week that God is uncomprehendable. We cannot understand God. His understanding, his thinking, his way of thought. His mind is beyond our human comprehension. And then he says that he is what? Infinite. You have the scripture. So he is what? Come on, church. He is what? Infinite. I am not preaching today. I'm teaching to so help me teach. He is what? Infinite. So the God that we serve, number one, his personality is that he is infinite. He does not act like men. He does not do what? Act like men. Amen. 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 And then number two. 
Genesis chapter 6, the verse 6. Genesis chapter 6, the verse 6. Genesis 6, verse 6. Hmm? And it repented the Lord hmm? that he had made a man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. So because Adam and Eve sinned and all that, it repented the Lord. He, he felt pain and he grieved in his heart that he has made man. He, God was so one felt pain. In other words, the personality of God, one of the personality of God is the fact that God is emotional. Tell someone God is emotional. God is emotional. Yes, God has emotions. God is emotional, like in quote, like how man is emotional. Bible says that we are made in the image of God. So if we be made in the image of God and man has emotions and man is emotional, then definitely the one that made us also has emotions, right? Yes. So because if God doesn't have emotions, there is no way he's going to be grieved. There is no way he's going to be sorrowful. There is no way he can be able to touch the heart of God because he is unemotional. Nothing we do um, touches his heart or moves him. Are we here? But if we are able to do something to grieve the Lord, if we are able to do something to make the Lord in the heavens laugh, then it means that God is emotional. So God is emotional. For those of you who do not know, God is emotional. You might also be thinking about an emotional lady who is emotional about everything. God is equally like that. <laughs> God is not that emotional. See, we're talking about extreme emotional person. You think about the widest extreme emotional personality. God is that person too. Because God says he shares his glory with no man, number one. And God says that he's a what? He's a jealous God. How can God be jealous that you are giving your attention to something else if it's not emotional? <laughs> Think about it. If God is emotional, how can God be jealous of the fact that you are giving your attention to another God or to another thing? So let's, let's establish the fact that one personality of God, aside the fact that he's infinite, is the fact that God is emotional. Now, again, another personality of God is the fact that God is transcendent. God is transcendent and immanent. God is transcendent and he is immanent. Well, how is God transcendent? God is transcendent on the basis that he is above. He is distinct. He is different. And from all the things that we see in the universe, when we say God is transcendent, what I mean by that is that God is above. He is distinct. He is different from all the things we see in the universe. In other words, there is nothing on earth or in the universe that you can use to compare God. So God is transcendent in the fact that there is nothing on earth that we can use to compare God. So as much as God is transcendent, we must also understand that God has no size. Tell someone God has no size. God has no size. Tell someone God has no size. God has no size. Yeah, he has no size. And that's the truth. God has no size. There is no one that or nothing on in the universe on earth that we can be able to use to describe our God that we said. He is he, he, he has no size. Tell someone again, God has no size. God has no size. Say, my God has no size. My God has no size. Let's look at the book of Isaiah chapter 48, the verse 8 to the verse 10. The transcendency of God. How God is transcendent. Isaiah 48, the verse 8 to the verse 10. Isaiah 48, verse 8. Yes, I tell you of things that are entirely new. Uh-huh. Things you never heard of before. Uh-huh. For I know so well what traitors you are. You have been rebels from birth. 
yet for my own sake. For my what? Own sake. For my what? Own sake. Come on, check. For my what? Own sake. Not for any other person's sake, but for his own sake. What does he do? And for the honor of my name, I will hold back my anger. And so not for him. my own sake. In other words, he's trying to make make reference to the fact that there is nothing that is above, there is nothing that is higher than he God that he can be able to swear by. There is nothing that is higher than he God that he can be able to stand on that basis and forgive anyone. But for his own sake and for the honor of his name's sake, he will forgive you. Are you with me? So God is uncomparable. If he is comparable, he would have given the honor to someone else's name. So, but for his own name's sake, he gives the honor to his own name. Are we here? Are we here? So, do you understand that God is transcendent? He is uncomparable. Oh, come on, church. Do you understand that? And if God is eminent, he means that God is the sustainer and the controller of the world. God is the sustainer. If God is eminent, then he is the controller and the sustainer of the world. Are we okay here? So, now, the personality of God. The personality of God. When I'm saying that God is a person, I don't mean God is a human. I don't mean God has an earthly body. For those of you now, if you want to ask that question. Now, when I say God is a person, I don't mean God has an earthly body. I don't mean God has a material body and limited like how man is limited. What I, what I mean by God as a person or God is a person is the fact that God relates to us. God relates to man like a person. God relates to man like a person. In other words, we are able to have a relationship, a one-on-one relationship with God. So God as a person gives us an opportunity to be able to have a one-on-one fellowship or one-on-one relationship with Him. So God as a person means that He relates with us as a person. He cares for us. He loves us. He even shows us His anger. I, I think some of you have been able to experience the anger of God. Maybe, maybe some of you. Some of you don't maybe know that you, you have experienced the anger of God. But you have actually. Uh, some of you have equally experienced the mercy of God. Some of you have equally experienced the love of God. Oh, all of us have experienced the love of God, definitely. Bible says in the book of John chapter 3, the verse 16, that for God so loved the world, that he what he gave. So God is expressing himself like a person. He loved that he gives. Are we here? So the basis for giving is love. The basis for giving is not sex. The basis for giving is not an opportunity to smooch. The basis for giving is what? Love. Come on, the basis for giving is what? Love. So the basis of giving is not on the fact that you also get something in return. But the basis of giving is love. It is unconditional. Love is not end. Love is not to wait upon. Love is giving. That's our love is not end. Love is not any. Love is not worth upon. Love is not worth upon. But love is giving. Love is giving. Yeah. Some of you say, you have to end my love. And they've done something, so because they've done something, you don't want to forgive them. Maybe you want to forgive them. Maybe you don't want to forget. So you say, you have to end my love. No, we don't end love. We, we, we give love. We give love. We give love. We give love. 
we can in a way entrust by in a way we cannot entrust by applying my message but i want to show you that god is able to express himself unto us like a man by relating with us and having a personal relationship with us like a man will have a personal relationship with so there are times where i could be walking and suddenly i'm talking to god and no one is with me but god is with me are we here so there are days you can be in your room and you can be talking and it's as though you are talking to yourself but i don't feel talking to yourself you are talking to god there are days where you, in your mind you are thinking about something and it's as if your voice again has spoken to you it is not actually your voice or your conscience it is actually god speaking to you but because you do not know the difference between the voice of god and your own voice you see the catch here so because i'm not able to tell if it is your voice you see something said something told something told something for god is not something god is god god is a person God relates to us like a person. Are we here? So do not see God far from you, but see God very close to you. If He be, say, I am a friend of God. Alright? So if I be a friend of God, then my friend must be with me. If I'm going for any program, my friend is with me, right? Do you go to a party with a stranger? But you go with your friend, right? So if you are going to parties, you are going with God. If you are drinking here, Okay, okay, okay. Let's answer it. Let's answer it. If God is with us and God is our friend and He's our Father and He's going everywhere with us, and if we are drinking beer, what is God doing? <laughs> eh? The butter chocolate. God is shaking His head. The butter chocolate. See, like like God condemned them last week. They tap your head. But He said, "I have to go." Hallelujah. Amen. But he will not do that because he has given you an ability to have a choice, a will. God has given you a will. So even though he's going with you, he is going according to your will. But most then understood, he said, Father, if you will not then go with me, I am not going. So God equally has a will. But as much as God has a will and he doesn't want you to take fear at that instant or that point in time, and he doesn't want you to take other things. You, have, you equally have your own will. So if you are taking it, he won't stop you from taking it, but he will advise you from taking it, like how I am telling you right now. So this is how, so maybe you went to do it. And maybe you couldn't hear the voice of God when he was telling you, but he's telling you right now, like I'm telling you. He's talking through me to you. So God has a will, but he will not, he will not superimpose or force his will on us. He will give us his will and he will give us your own will and will give us the will of Satan, but you make us choose. So I lay before you life and death, but I say choose life. It is your choice to choose it. He will not choose it for you. I have laid it before you. Huh? Are we okay? Yes. So God is a person and He relates to us like a person. Now, I'm not saying that because I said God is a person that maybe you say that because of that God is a human and all that. No. Okay. Some of you have a picture of God like a man. So we hear in the Bible that the arm of God, the heart of God, the ears of God, the mouth of God. And this insinuates whether God has a hand. And if God has a hand, then it means that he's a man. Or he's like a man. Are we okay? If then if God then make us in his own image, then if we are looking like this, then what should equally be look like that? Then imagine God look like a man and look like a woman. Because he made them male and female. And we have women. And we have male. So if then God made man and woman and God 
made that in his own image. Then we should he should equally be looking like both of us. He should be looking like male and female. Imagine God looking like that. How would he look? Some of you are thinking of Obama very much. They are thinking of uh, top boys. No. I'm speaking of mine, right? No. <laughs> so will God be a top boy or will God be a barbarian? Which is which? Hmm? Which is which? Eh? I'm trying to think that God is not a man, so he doesn't look like a man. God is spirit. I told you the other day, and even in my book, I explained the fact that what is being made in the image of God is our spirit. What is made in the image of God is what is our spirit, not our flesh, not our material body. So what really looks like God is our spirit, is is us. Us is our spirit. So God is a, is a spirit. God is not a human. Tell someone God is not a human. God is not. Okay, so if God is not a human, why do we say the arm of God? Now, in the book of uh, Isaiah 58, verse 51, verse, Isaiah 51, the verse 5. You do verse 4 to verse 5. Right? Okay. So if God has hands, then maybe he might be looking like a man. Let's assume like how you are assuming that God is a man. The picture you have about God like a man. The picture you have in your room that Jesus talk about. Okay, so so he has an arm, right? So like Psalm 91 verse 4. Psalm 91 verse 4. If God has an if God has an arm and we are trying to uh, uh, by that we are trying to say that God is man, then let's say this one too. Psalm 91 verse 4. Mm-hmm. He will cover you with his feathers. He will cover you with what? His feathers. He will cover you with what? His feathers. So if God is going to cover us with his feathers, means that God has feathers, right? Yes. So that's the thing God is the bed. Or God is an angel with feathers. So if God has arms, God has eyes, God has uh, legs and what have you? Because he said that my, my, my legs are on the my, on the earth and my stool is in heaven and my head is above the heavens. So if you are supposed to describe God based on what has been given to us available to us right now in the Bible, it means that God's leg from his leg and eh, eh, up to his knee is on earth. And aside that of said then my throne is in heaven. What do you do on the throne? You sit on the throne. Means that from there, God's ass is on is in heaven. But he said, then my head is above the heaven. Means that from his ass up to his head is higher than the heavens. Okay, so now if you're thinking God is a man, think how will you think God is even more than a dad? So now think of God like that now. If you think God is a man. No, God's not a man, he's a spirit. Now all those things are metaphorical statements. So, so now you get a description. So if he's going to cover you with his feathers, doesn't mean that God has feathers. And so he's looking like an angel. For those of you only think that angels have feathers, only angels have feathers. There are some angels who don't have feathers. I've thought it before. There's some angels who like do look like man, like us. I've thought it before. Okay. 
go to the message ask HDB on the podcast you get it amen 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 so if God has feathers we can conclude that God is mad with feathers and the Bible makes reference to the fact that and when Jesus Christ prayed, when Jesus Christ was being baptized, he, he when he was baptized, he prayed, and then um, the Holy Spirit came down, or God came down like a dove. So he's gonna dead. So if God came down like a dove upon Jesus, that everyone saw a dove, is it does it mean that God is a bear? Okay. Now this takes me to the theophanies, the theophanies or the manifestations of God. Theophanies. Theophanies, so Theophanies, the manifestation of There was a time when we were, we were, I was teaching about Holy Spirit in one of the Saturday services, and everything was open by then we didn't have curtains and everything here, and the whole place was open, and we were talking about the Holy Spirit, and we were talking about it, Oko came to pass, Oko came to the room and was fine, and he went back, Oko, Oko is no, the English name for Oko is no, that it came, so you said that is the Holy Spirit, no, that is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, that is the theophanies of the Holy Spirit. Now, when man is not able to describe God, they use the things of man to describe God. Now, there is something we call anthropology or uh, anthropomorphism. Let's do anthropomorphism. 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 Anthropo, anthropo simply means man. And morphism simply means using the things of man to describe God. Using the things of man to describe God. So anthropomorphism simply means man using the things of man to describe God. So man is not able to understand God or comprehend God. But the features that God has been able to show to them. So when some man sees something, in quotes, something, or a spirit holding their hands, they presume that the spirit has an arm. Are we here? When 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 you are being when you are being under the anointing of God and maybe you fall down, you presume someone pushed you. So if it is God, then it means that God has an arm. All those things are called anthropomorphism. They are the things of man that man uses to describe God. So a man can be able to uh, comprehend or maybe be able to describe how God is. But all those things are the manifestations of God. They are the theophanies of God. The manifestations of God are the theophanies of God. The book of Exodus 24 verse 10. Exodus 24 verse 10. We will see one manifestation of God where God manifests himself like a man. Exodus 24 verse 10. Exodus 24 verse 10. Mm-hmm. Then they saw the God of Israel. They saw what? The God of Israel. Church, they saw what? The God of Israel. And what happened? Under his feet, there seemed to be a surface of brilliant blue. So under his what? Feet. feet. Do you have a feet? Do men have feet? Yes. So come on, church. Do men have feet? Yes. See, sometimes when I'm teaching like this, some people are scared to talk because they don't know what I'm to say. So, do men have feet? Do you, human, do you have a feet? Yes. So, if there is something beneath the feet of God, that means that the feet of God looks like yours. Yes? Yes? If you want to answer, okay, let's move on. <laughs> move on, move on, please. Clear as the sky. And though these noble, nobles of Israel gazed upon God, he did not destroy them. In fact, they ate a covenant meal, eating okay. and drinking in his presence. They ate in his what? Presence. So if he came, if he came, and they lay a banquet, and they were eating in his presence, and there was something as bluish like the sky under his feet, then uh, 
was it the man that came? Definitely yes. God represented himself like a man. He ate with man. He had a feast. God ate with them. He, he forgave them. He ate with them. So God manifested himself as what? A man. These are the personalities of God still. So these are under the manifestation of God. God can manifest himself like a man, but you cannot conclude that once God manifests or showed himself to you as a man, God is man. Are we here? Like how some people, some of you meet someone and you say, that's my guardian angel, that, that, that person is an angel. Are we here? Okay, Exodus 3 verse 2. We see in Exodus 3 verse 2, God appearing like a fire. Exodus 3 verse 2. Exodus 3 verse 2. Mm -hmm. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the blazing fire. In what? In the blazing fire. In what? The blazing fire. Then the voice of the Lord came out from the blazing fire and spoke unto Moses. And said, This is the holy ground, remove thy sound thou there, come unto me. Hear he for this is holy. Are you here? So if God presented himself unto Moses like fire, does it mean God is fire? Okay, if you say God is human. Then God has feathers because He protects us with His feathers. And under His feet, and His bloom shedding blah blah like the cloud and all that. And then He comes here in fire. He didn't come here like a man. He came here in fire. So how, how do you describe God? He is a man walking with fire. <laughs> how do you describe Him? No, this is not God. God. This is just the manifestations of God. And again, he, let's read uh, Exodus 13 21. So those of you from God, God is the dog, God is the bed, God is this, God is man. Just because of the things that have been described to us in the Bible, uh, you have to be careful because all these things are just manifestations of God. They are just the few families of God. Exodus 30, 21. Exodus 30, 21. And the Lord went before them by the day in a pillar of the cloud. So he went before them by the day in what? A pillar of cloud. Eh? Pillar of what? And what? By what? Fire. By night. Pillar of cloud and fire. How do you compare cloud and fire? So again, we say that is cloud. It's a pillar of cloud. So the, the sky we see there, we see clouds there, that's God. Do we conclude? Do we conclude, believers? And because we saw fire, it is God. Then we saw God. God. <laughs> if God is fire. No. All these things are the theophanies of God. They are the manifestations of God. That's how come I said it and last week that we can know God to the extent to which He wants us to know Him. And we can all know God differently and also at a different level. Because He appears to man in different shapes. Not in one shape. He appears to man in different shapes. So we can't conclude that God is this because we saw God in this direction. So we say, eh, eh, this is God. No. No. It's just a representation, an aspect of God that God showed you. That's the manifestation of God. Do we do we all agree on that? Do we all agree on that? Now, God presented Himself unto us in a manly form. That is Jesus. The closest God has been able to come in representing Himself on earth to us is man, is Jesus. And the closest God can come to in these days and in these times to you. The closest God can come to in this day, in this time, is to come to you. What am I saying? That First Corinthians chapter six, the verse nineteen. That our bodies are the temple of God. First Corinthians six nineteen. Our 
bodies are the temple of what? So it means that this my body is a container and it contains God. I am a container of God. Say hey. hey. I am a container of God. I, my body is the habitation of God. My body is where God habits. So when you are doing your things, ask yourself, is God doing it with me? Because God inhabits me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to ask yourself questions. If you take a petition, God will take bless you. Because God, He did on your side. If you do your things, God, He did bless you. If you did insult, if you got in one, He did insult. If you are speaking profane words, is that God speak? Imagine God saying those things. You know, you say, ah. Even when you hear a pastor saying that, you say, ah. Then what about God? So, Pastor, yeah, we expect more than Pastor, they won't do that. <laughs> Are you forgot that the Pastor is a Christian and you to be a Christian? <laughs> so, if your Pastor cannot do it, you can't do it. <laughs> Let's not leave some things for only Pastors. No, no, no. no. So, for so, so, me, here, what's not dressed? Say, so, for your dress, sir. Are you here? You can dress like that. <laughs> no, you are a Christian. So, if for so, me, it's Christian, for so, me, cannot dress like that, then you, you can't dress like that. I'll be here. So some things are not for some families alone, some things are not for pastors alone, no. Some things are for all of us. <laughs> because we are all Christians. We just get it. It is so called. Sofu is jamming on. I can't say. Master. Right, Master. Amen. Alright, so um, let's. I don't want to. Okay. Let's just say spoke back to Umana. He only see that. So imagine <laughs> okay, Bishop is singing this song. So imagine Bishop singing this song. I uh, mean, I know the lyrics. You see how you see how you're surprised right now? <laughs> you see how you're shocked. But you the only you can sing it is normal. <laughs> when you go to wedding reception and you're singing and winding your waist. If you see a pastor doing the same thing, you'll be surprised. But you see, if your pastor can do it, you, you can't do it. Eh? If your pastor's wife cannot wear short things, you, you can't wear short things because we are all Christians. Let me not deviate. But what I'm trying to make you understand is that the closest God can come to is you. God is in you. So you are the God somewhere.